What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? This is Anthony recording live from the Billy Shears podcasting studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. I am recording this as the Blue Jays have a 2-0 lead over the Houston Astros, and this is your Blue Jay edition number five. We do the month of July in review. Also, we nailed a couple predictions, and we put a couple ones up for the next month. Go Jays Go. I want to thank our sponsors for the show. Superior Finish Painting Company. Uh, call them for a free quote. Anywhere in the GTA. Free estimate. All that good stuff. Get 10% off when you mention the podcast. 289-979-9000. As well, 2020 Print Media and Promotions. Same thing applies. Drop the podcast. Get 10% off. 905 609-7979 Number again, 905-609-7979 Any print or promotional needs, go to them. We're going to hopefully have some brand new Not For 30, Going Deep, Beerication, maybe even Blue Jay Edition stuff coming your way. So I hope you guys like the sound of that. With that being said, this podcast is fueled by the passion and the dreams of the dreamers in the world. So please support us any way you can. Tell your friends. Like us on Facebook. Find us on the Twitterverse at not after 30 That's not right. Sorry, guys. At NA30Podcast. Uh, find us old school email. If you want, you can reach us at notafter30podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, or anything else, please let us know. This is Blue Jay Edition number five. I'm joined by the coach, Mike Perconi, as well as Bob Walker. You can find both those guys in the Twitterverse, Mike underscore Perconi, <clears throat> at, Mike, at underscore Mike underscore Perconi, or at Bob underscore Walker one. Uh, you can find that as well on our Twitter page. With that being said, guys, thank you so much. I love all you guys for listening. love all you guys for downloading. This is my dream, and you're allowing my dream to come true. Thank you so much, and enjoy the show. Down at Dino's Bar and Grill The drink will flow and blood will spill And if the boys want to fight, you better let them That you box in the corner blasting out my favorite song Tonight's are getting warmer, it won't be long Won't be long till summer comes Now that the boys are here again Gentlemen, we are back, finally back together, and it feels so good. Oh, we're back. Yeah. The boys are back in town. Oh, love it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that's going to be our intro song. Beautiful. The boys are back. Uh, 
lovers of the Not After 30 podcast and, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays. We are back. This is Not After 30 podcast, Blue Jay edition number five. Number five, five already. Eh? Five already. I've got returning from vacation and heavy workload, the coach, Mike Perconi, with me. Mike, say hi. Hey, Nana Nation. Nice to be back. And looking so comfortable in that co-captain chair, <laughs> Bob Walker, a.k.a. Jesse Walker Flocka. What's up, baby? Oh, not much, man. How I know you hate that nickname. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really hate it. You know what? I'll accept it. It's, it's, you know what? It's, I, I have a hard time not saying it now. Yeah. It, you know what? It, it's a nickname, man. I have no control. Yeah, what, sure. If I tell you guys I hate it, what's yeah. going to happen? We'll actually be worse, con- yeah. hey, hey, guys, I want you to call me the Duke from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, boys? Uh, call me the Duke from yeah, now on. Yeah. Uh, th- that's the biggest insult is when you give yourself a nickname. Oh, yeah. You don't, nobody you're not allowed. You're yeah. not allowed. Absolutely. I had a buddy who did that. He gave himself a nickname, and uh-huh. it, was a, was it? it was a horrible nickname. <laughs> okay. um, he wanted us to call him Dakota. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah. Like a dog? Yeah, why? Yeah. Um, well, like he, the, the what he told us was that um, he had went to a strip club with some buddies that we didn't know. Uh-huh. and um, Always a good start. Yeah. One of the strippers uh, offered to... Um, Give him um, a, a bonus in his purchase, okay. Okay. and um, they ended up doing it in the back of a Dakota truck. Gee, that's a bit of a stretch for a nickname, but it gets right. better. Okay, all right. <laughs> they had such a good time that they exerted all their energy, fell asleep on the Dakota truck flatbed, <laughs> and then woke up while the car was in motion. Okay, and, and uh, that was the basis for it. Hey, man. Cool story, bad nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's a really bad nickname, but if there was ever a story to make me question if someone deserves Dakota as a nickname, that would be it. I, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't disagree. I, I, I just, you know, like, why, why not anything like Truck? I mean, Truck might have been a better nickname. Truck. That's my buddy, Truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just call him Truck. Yeah. Um, or Stripper Slayer. Uh, stripper Slayer. Solid. S- yeah. S- yeah. 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 Stripper Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Anyways, we are way off topic yeah. for the start of this Blue Jay <laughs> podcast. I apologize. Uh, before we start this podcast, we always start it one way, but this way we're going to do a little twist. Um, I didn't have a chance to go go by the good people at Orange Orange Town Brewers, so I have the Mystery Cooler. It's oh. a Toronto Blue Jays cooler all right mm. and i put a layer of ice to chill the drinks but it's a smorgasbord of beers in there some might be good some might not be so good but we're gonna play a little game right now before we start the podcast all, all right. right let's do it try your luck okay here we go okay this cooler is way heavier than it looks who wants to be the first victim you're gonna add in a drum roll effect or something right? i will do my best <laughs> okay. go walk a flock it's yeah. all you and now layer of ice yep I'm just grabbing the first one. Oh. Saint, Circum- Saint of Circumstance. Citrus Blonde Ale. Ooh. Saint sounds lovely. Let's go. Let's try it out. Maybe one of those. All right, Mikey. Digging, digging. Oh, this is a good one, actually. Yeah, Old, old tomorrow. tomorrow. John McDonald. Nice. Oh, loving the Canadian flavor. Yes. Yeah. You know what? One of my favorite microbreweries. Um, and I've actually had a conversation with the co-owner. Uh, she turned me on to that beer. And uh, it's a CPA, so a Canadian Pale Ale. Okay. Um, it's very good, full flavor. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Now, because I bought this, I know exactly <laughs> which one. So I've been looking forward to trying this. Um, it's an orange can. It's, it's definitely orange. Yeah. You can it, say that. It's, it's neon orange. Yeah. And it's from Sawdust Sitting Brewing Co., and it's called Coriolis Effect. Coriolis Effect. 
Oh, yep. okay. Okay, so uh, in case you're curious, the IBU count is six, so it's very low in the hops. Um, it's called soured beer. Interesting. I'm hoping it's sour. Uh, Gentlemen? Well, let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm. Oh, that can really, can really hear that. It's a podcast. This is the Not After 30 podcast. Podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. How do Recorded at the Billy Shears Podcast Studio in Milton, Ontario, Canada, here is the Not After 30 Podcast. Right, I bet sound into Oh my god, this is delicious. Yeah? Yeah. If you like, um, if you like flavored beers, or it definitely citrus and definitely is a little sour. Okay. <clears throat> Imagine like sour grapes and beer. Really. Mm. That's that's a good thing. Not Jesse. Sour. Yeah. Uh, the Collective Arts Art Brewing people in Hamilton, uh, they know what they're doing. This yeah. Is pretty good. That, that's say. a citrus blonde. Citrus blonde, and I usually would not get. I'm not a big citrus guy in my beer, to be okay. honest with you. But this is pretty killer. All right, Mikey. It's a nice strong taste. It's, it's not like uh, strong and like shit strong, but it's really nice. Like full flavored? Yeah, not like fax strong or like, yeah, you know, yeah. like 10% strong, but it, yeah, it's got like 4.9. I had seen this before. I was intrigued by the can because, you know. I'm loving that can. Yeah, yeah right? Um, nice art and all that kind of stuff. But no, it's a nice, um, not overwhelming, but like refreshing, strong taste. It's good. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, of the people there, and, and they have a really cool social media presence as well, too. Okay. So maybe we'll take a snapshot of that and... Uh, and, and Throw it out there. It. Okay, gentlemen, the month of July was a very interesting month for the Blue Jays. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, as we left it last, June 23rd was our last recording day, so we still had a week left in, in June, and then the whole month of July, we're now recording this on August... Second, yep. uh, they're going to play the the uh, Houston Astros tonight. Game two, baby. Game two, important series to win for the Jays. Mm-hmm. I first, I got to start off with the predictions because we made three predictions last last month, and I am so intrigued to hear the response to these. Okay. Okay. So Jesse, Bob, do you remember your prediction for last month, June twenty third, like almost six weeks ago? Oh, man. Uh, I will no. let you know. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. You predicted that the Toronto Blue Jays would be half game back in the East. Mm. Oh, right. Nice. Right. How magic. Nice. Now, before yeah. yesterday, yeah. right on. Right, right on, on the money. Right. And now, and technically, if you want to think about the month of July, that's where they finished the month of July. So you, my friend, are a fucking genius. Yeah. Thank you. I will take that. Yeah. I'm excited. Teasing us with first. Can you predict just uh, a World Series berth right now? Just get that out of the way. You want me to do that? I, I will go on record. We have a good topic for uh, number nine. On the very first Blue Jay podca- <laughs> podcast, Mike, not Mike, Matt predicted that there would be... That we that the Blue Jays would win the World Series, so he has that prediction. So he, if they win for any time, like if they for this season, I think this season, point, yeah. Okay, Mike, do you remember your prediction? No, I don't, buddy. I'm sorry. You predicted the Blue Jays would go 18 and 13 by the deadline. Okay. Oh. Would you like to know what they did? I would love to know what they did. Well, I had it written down. <laughs> oh, here it is. 
The Blue Jays went 19 and 12. Wow. Yeah. How okay. incredible is that? Amazing. How, <laughs> so you gave them one extra loss. Yeah. They said, fuck that yeah. loss. We're going to take it as a Mike win. Mike doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But, nice. I mean, that's, no, that's great, good. man. That's good. One game. Game. I thought they were pretty optimistic, so that's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So they one game better than the prediction, which none of us are going to argue about. No. We were feeling optimistic at the end of right? that show. Get well, ready. we had to crush a couple beers, and yeah. we're like, yeah, so good. <laughs> All right. My prediction was... Edwin was going to get 28 home runs. Oh. Motherfuckers got 28 home runs. <laughs> and, I, and I said 26 initially. I'm like, ah, it's a little light. You know what? Go 28. I said, like, all right, fine, 28. Motherfuckers got 28. Wow. I was watching last night's game with bated breath thinking he was going to hit a home run, and then he's going to screw up my uh, my, oh. my predictions. But hey, man, you look good. That we're is amazing. Geniuses. That's we're amazing. geniuses. I'm loving that. Oh, cheers, so we're, boys. Yeah, I'm cheers. Great predictions. Yeah, great, great predictions. predictions. So we're definitely doing that again. Right? We are the smartest people in Blue Jay world. I didn't want to yeah. say that, but mm. I think it's heavily implied. I went there. Mm. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's good. All right. Okay, boys. Um, some other predictions from the month before. We talked about the All-Star game. Yeah. We had, uh, do you guys remember your picks for the All-Star game? I want to say it was JD and probably a pitcher. I yep. assume it was, maybe it was Happy or Estrada. I can't recall. You said Osuna okay. and Donaldson. Donaldson obviously went. Okay. Jesse, you said Donaldson, Pilar. Again, I was going to say Pilar. I forgot Donaldson. Okay. And I said Pilar Estrada, and Estrada went too. Sweet. So nice. we all had one guy, which is I think was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's we're good. still amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, still our predictions. We're yeah. the smartest people in the world. Right? Yeah, it's good. I'm loving it. Okay. So with that being said, but that takes care of all the previous month and, and or I guess, previous two podcasts on it. Yeah. Let's get started. Month of July. Exciting month. Um Watching the game last night, they had one interesting stat that I want to bring up before we started everything. Okay. Which was the Jays have 19 losses, including last night's game, by one run. Yeah. How amazing is that stat? One run loss. Like, Mike, you've said this before when we brought up the one loss stat, which is one swing away from the, that changing. Yeah. Um, 19 losses, guys. If we, had t- if we had 19 more wins, we'd be number one in the league easily and have the East in our back pocket. Right. I think that what that stat probably shows is that, I don't know, to me that feels like a really pitching-centric stat. Like our, It just proves that our starting pitching has been really, really good because you're not going to get as many one-run games in blowouts necessarily. I think the proportions are, are lower. It's when those those lower amounts, the, the two threes, the you know the uh, four threes, the five twos, you know, like all that kind of stuff, that's when the probability is more likely for that to happen. So I think our offense has probably still not been quite what we expect to be despite, you know, MVP-style uh, season from Josh, and and, uh, and Edwin looks amazing, man. I mean, looks like he's worth every penny we should have signed him for oh, the season before the season, right? But um, no, I think that I think that that particular number shows the pitching strength and specifically starting pitching because it's in there for two thirds of the game, right? Right so, on. Yeah, definitely pitching thing. The only the only negative side to that I would say is sometimes it worries me a bit towards playoffs and clutch moments if you're always losing by that. But I mean, that's kind of just a little afterthought. Mm-hmm. But definitely about pitching, I, I think like he, Coach was saying, our batting. I feel as well should just be one more level. Just one turned up. up. Just turned up. Well, we basically we're losing the East by two or three runs is mm. what that means too, right? Like if, if a couple of those if 
20% of those games swing our way. So what, 19? So three or four of those games swing our way. We're up three games in the East. Right, right. right so right. that I think that shows you how close we are. And I think it's why you hear a lot of people who are predicting it saying, no, Toronto's still the team to beat even after the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's important too. I, I, I think I've been saying for two or three months in a row that I don't believe Baltimore has the power to hold up what they've been doing. And we're starting to see now that the, the, the shaky legs, they picked up one pitcher at the deadline who will not help them. I think I think Baltimore's going to falter. My biggest fear, Boston. For Boston sure, it's is Boston. on fire. Boston's yeah. strong. Always that second half, Boston yeah. just turns it on, no matter who's on their team. Now their offense was just as good as ours, if not better, last year. I was really curious half, so. about Baltimore and Boston at the trade deadline. I thought, especially after that Baltimore series, I don't know what I was expecting, but I thought maybe a, a surprise splash mm. in the East that wasn't us. Right. Like, well, all the talk was Boston was going after Chris Sale. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that that fell through. For sure. We don't want to see that happening. <laughs> Chris uh, Sale, David Price, yeah. pass. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's the thing is I think one thing that we'll get out of the trade deadline, I'm sure we'll analyze the trade shortly, but I think that there was never a move that another team made where I'm like, man, the Jays should have made that that move. The trade right. deadline was not nearly as exciting, and for newer fans, yeah. you're not going to be nearly as excited as, as you were last year. But last year was incredible. The last right. year, but I still like. I'll, we'll get. We'll break down the trades, but mm. I still felt like at the. There was never a missed opportunity from what I saw happen. I was worried about Chris Sale. I was worried about some other like larger players. Rich Hill went to the National League, so he doesn't affect us. Like Perfect. some of the things we were considering and, and things that might have happened, you know, it, it ended up working out okay for us. And I feel like Liriano is uh, probably a really interesting. I, I, that's going to be fascinating. We're going to get into yeah. it. We're going to get into it. I, I don't want to get into the trades just yet. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, did you want to add anything to that? No. No, we can go on. Okay. So I was thinking about some comparisons that we could do. And one of the comparisons I thought were, we, if we look at the starting rotation, we take Sanchez out right now, yeah. and we just look at the the highs and the lows. So right now the lows would be Dickey and Stroman. The highs would be Happ and Estrada. So let's look at the lows. Dickey, Stroman. Compare numbers. We can, we can look at the wins-loss, which I understand isn't really uh, the best pitching stat to go with, but it's going to be important no matter what. Maybe for the confidence of the team overall, who do you put at the bottom? Who do you put right? Like I think Dickey had maybe one of the better, uh, more impressive months of July, considering the first two months of the, or first three months of the season, not so hot. Well, first, I really liked how Strowman looked last night. Yes, which doesn't count because it's August. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> See it for the August. But I just, I know, I just wanted to say I, I was just so fired up from last night's game with everything. It was just nice to see. Right. Yeah, Dickey, ninth July. Very good July. Help him out. His last three starts have been pretty piss poor, and that's why people are on him right now, because it's the trade deadline, because there's pressure, because Stroman had eight or ten bad starts stretched to, let's say, start the year or, or in the first uh, third of the year. That That's the kind of stuff that was really uh, affecting him and, and our perception of him. And Stroman's actually become pretty effective the last couple of starts out. If you look at him, it's... Um, he's never going to be that power pitcher, but he's starting to get his game on. He's, you can see him hitting his spots. People aren't touching him. Like last night, what, 13 strikeouts? Yeah. 13 I mean, that's not going to happen every night, but that, just show, that shows nice that he's feeling see. it. He's feeling it. He's yeah. found his pitches, and whatever it took him the first two or three months 
that perception to get better. He's back on. So Dickey's an interesting case. I honestly don't think Dickey's going to make a playoff roster if it comes that far. You wow. know, you know, because we got four starters, and if, if as long as Liriano doesn't fall off a cliff, and I know his stats are disgusting when you throw them out there, right? It's awful. Uh, but you know, uh, I think you're I think you're going to see him uh, become our fourth starter for the playoffs. That's kind of one of my. I don't think I don't even think that's a bold prediction. I think just you know you got Sanchez going to the pen, and you got Dickey probably having a seat. He could he could get the Burley treatment this playoffs. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll really quickly throw out the stats for the last 30 days. Um, so we have Dickey with an ERA of 628. Uh, not great, not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Strowman with a 367 ERA over the, just lot, the last a lot better. Yeah, a lot better, almost in half. Um, Look at that, 37 strikeouts in 34 innings for a non-power pitcher. Right, it, very impressive. Very, very cool. That's quality. Um, you want to see? You want to talk about his win loss? Dickey with two wins, three losses. Yeah. Strowman with two wins. Uh, so I'll probably give him what three non-decisions. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? Innings pitch, 28 to Strowman's 34. Um, hits, if you want to go go through it, 26 to 30 in favor of Dickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs, 21 to 15. Uh, Dickey uh, earned runs, 20 to 14. Home runs given up. Now Dickey leads a team, but go figure, knuckleballer. Yeah. Uh, 7 to 6, which is not a great. Walks, 14 to 4. Oh, yeah, they're saying that, yeah, with his last five starts, he's only had four walks. Strowman. Strowman, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, you can't ask for more than that. That's awesome, actually. Exactly. And strikeouts, 25 for Dickey and 37 for Strowman. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the whips, of course. Uh, 1.40 to just under 1 at .99. Yeah, so Stroh's coming around. Yeah. And And perfect timing, really, perfect timing for this guy to turn the Jets on and be like, listen, motherfuckers. Well, he's going to pick height up, doesn't measure hurt. He's going to pick up the slack that, that we're going to lose with Sanchez here in the there next you go. week or so. So, like, I think that would be nice. And I think he, you know, we always talk about his fire and whether it's a detriment, you know, like his fuel and the way he plays, uh, if it's a detriment or like, uh, or if it's positive. But I think it's going to need to be positive for him to kind of shoulder the load because Sanchez has done him a favor by taking the by taking like by being so darn good. We haven't noticed how bad Stroh's been, or we haven't given him the hard time that you probably thought we would have our opening day starter mm-hmm. if we didn't have this Cy Young guy. Pitching out of our starting rotation, right? right. Very good point. You know. Okay, um, so now let's look at the higher end of the scale. Sanchez versus Hap. It's not even close. I was sure. You know what? That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I think you meant Estrada versus Hap. Yeah. If you sent me those those show notes there. That's right? right. Yeah. Sanchez is undisputed number one. I think we can just get him out of the way. Talk about how awesome he's been. He. But do you want to get into that because I feel like it's like that is like a big conversation. Our best bullpen, buddy. Yeah. Okay. So let let's go okay. Estrada versus Hap, okay. and then we'll go straight yeah, because... and then we'll work our way up. Right, okay. Yeah, so okay. we start at the bottom. Now we're here. All right. <laughs> I got it. As I put the six up. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so Estrada versus Hap. Estrada, I just want to go out, start off by saying, is not the same Estrada from last year, nor could we expect that, but the guy has been very consistent. Yeah. And when we talk about this back injury that he's had, that he's been fighting with, uh, four quarter, quarter zone shots, which is a scary number. Yeah. One should be enough. Right. So the fact that this guy's at four, and we're worried about Sanchez's arm falling off. Right. So this is a big thing for Estrada that I think, um, I mean, Hap has... I think it's been this, this story all year that we're we are so happy that we have this guy. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. Everyone was question marks at the beginning of the season, and now he's like the sub ace. He's like the co ace. Yeah. You know, with, with us, who he who, who will not be named. 
All right, Mikey, coach, start us off. I guess with Estrada, like, that's the real concern, and that's what kind of fr- – everything's going to come back to Sanchez for me because he's just so darn good. And, and But Estrada's back injury is, is probably the only thing that prevents me from – picking him in this argument because I really think he's been the better pitcher. I think he's had maybe a little bit more luck, but I also think he's had more unhittable stuff. Uh, He's had more control. So I think he's proven himself as a better quality pitcher, but a back injury is a back injury, and you don't really have time to recover from that when you're pitching every five days. So, you know, if, if he goes down... That's what will make the Sanchez thing hurt us the most. Because then if you've got to deal with Dickie, Stroman, Hap, and Liriano as your starting four, you don't feel nearly as good as what the potential could have been in Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, uh, J.A. Hap, and Mar- Marco Estrada. Mm-hmm. That sounds that pretty dangerous. That sounds so That sounds nice, pretty dangerous yeah. for, for like nothing being like your ace-level name outside of Sanchez, who was becoming an ace right before our eyes, right? right? Um, but like he's not quite there yet in terms of perception. But that's... That's a difficult lineup to go against, and and so I'm a little worried about Estrada. I think uh, I think he's been the better guy, though. If you're picking straight up, like as of today, no back injury, I'd take Estrada on the mound probably over any of them to start a game. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it, because it, assuming I've lost Sanchez, right? You know, but like he's 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 the ace of the squad when Sanchez goes down. So I'm a little worried about him. Uh, but that's I feel like I'm talking down about J. A. Happ. He's right. he's been my uh, comeback player of the year. Un- Hands down. He he is Estrada of last year. He's I feel. changed. I, I am such a huge fan. He's changed my perception of him 180. And Strong lefty, right? He's a lefty, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. You, and he's just like I remember. I've been to ball games there, twenty games a year for many years, and I've watched him pitch enough to say that this is a completely different pitcher, and I respect him for. It. He's like awesome. He's really good. Career revival. Yeah, for sure. I just I love it that it's like he had to go away for schooling, college, and he had to grow up, and then he came home. Yeah, you know what I mean? he came home, and I'm well, so happy. With he, him. he and he's talking about how much like how he loves the energy in Toronto. How like, can you not? I don't think any, I think every player does. That's just oh. it. I think it's permeating sports in Toronto. Period. Like yeah. with the Raptors and stuff like that. I think our culture as Canadians is actually on display. In the People league. are taking notice. Yeah, exactly. All around the league, I think you're you're noticing that in all around professional sports. It's like, whoa, Toronto is like a little. It's like it's like a badass America. American city without the crime. This is really nice. Without yeah. the crime in the American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, boys, um, let's talk about him. Mister hmm. Dirty Sanchez himself. The Sanchez. I yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a nice nickname. Yeah. Okay. First question to you: Is he Roy Halladay 2.0? Is he Roy Halladay? 2.0? He has the best chance to be. I know. I know that's sensitive for you because you're big. Yeah, no, but, How I do love, they but I love Sanchez. I like good pitching. I like yeah. quality pitching. I like I like elite level pitching. I can't help it. We see so many scrubs come in and get like like you watch the Jays and the Jays are the perfect uh, you know uh, make them pay team. You watch uh, like pitching is such an art and I think it's the most difficult thing in the sport and I think it's probably the coolest skill when you watch baseball. And there's nothing better than watching a, a great pitcher destroy professional hitters. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's just like that's the ultimate and. I think like we. I don't think we've seen anybody come along like him that we can definitively say right off the top has had a chance to be Roy Halladay. I don't think he has to be. I think he he might end up being more of a powerful pitcher. I would say. I, I feel like his frame and the way he's built. Like Roy wasn't toss him in a 97-98 for six straight innings. Like right. He he was a little bit more. He had more refined. Yeah. But at the same time, he's still a big boy and still a big pitcher. So um, no, Sanchez is. He's harnessed that video game stuff that he throws, and it's filthy. And I, I, to see that with speed, yeah, I mean, he's the kind of guy that if you kept him in your organization for 10 years and he stays healthy and you actually let him pitch like a man, you know, he could break records for sure. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of killer, killer stuff, but um, nobody will ever be Roy. 
yeah, totally different player. I, we are definitely seeing a superstar with our very own eyes. But uh, yeah. two different completely scenarios and teams. I mean, Roy, like Roy on this team would just do absolute damage. Just <laughs> could you even imagine? It? <laughs> you like having Syndergaard. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah. kind of crazy. But I think yeah. definitely over anyone or like Chris Sale. Like that's me. Yeah, you, you watch Chris Sale pitch and he just dominates the entire game. Like, that would have been really, really scary. Don't have a chance. Him going to the Red Sox. And yeah. like as much as we all love David Price, there's once in a while you get these pitchers that just are just better than the game when they're on and when they're on they're on even the best can't hit them right you know so I, I think that Roy had that un- intangible call I don't think any like I said I don't think any I mean we watched Roger Clemens in his Cy Young year he was really really good but like this there's a next level it, it's just well that that actually the, the arti- I guess it's the artistic side of pitching like just sick I'm really glad you brought up the rocket because that was my next thing was I would I was hoping to have, in preparation of the show hoping to have Rocket Rogers stats for his first two seasons mm-hmm. compared to Sanchez's first two seasons because that guy didn't limit his his numbers. Mind you, he was part of the era of steroids and I bet you he threw close to 300 innings in one of his first couple seasons. Yeah, I, I would like, imagine. That was the tail end of the people doing that, right? Yeah. So... I, I hate that they be, uh, we're, get, we're getting into it all. Okay. I can, uh, <laughs> Let, well, why, wait, you're getting coach fired on yeah, that. I know. Come on. I can, I can see. He's going from a pink to a bright red. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into it then. Today, or, or sorry, was it yesterday? Or I, I feel like it was today, man. They officially announced that Sanchez will be moving to the bullpen. Yes. Now, by the time this comes out, everyone will be tired of hearing about it. So let's start off with this. Gentlemen, is this a good or bad move? Bad. Jesse, go ahead. Bad. Why? Uh, just, I mean, like almost what Zahn tweeted, you know, I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but how, how do you look at your team you're fighting for first and you're taking away your pitching leader right now? I understand that it was always in the plan and you got to look strong and you're committed to what you decided to do. But you don't know how the season's going to go at the beginning in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's going to happen, injuries, where you're going to be. And at this point now, you know what? Let him be. Let's keep seeing him. Let's see what he does. Okay. I mean, we have a strong as fuck bullpen right now. Right. <laughs> Which has been one of our weaker uh, spots on the team. Okay. So before we get into you, Coach. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Jesse. Okay. If not Sanchez, who? Who would I send? Yeah. I know. Because I've thought not, about that question. You're not sending Dickey. You're definitely not sending Estrada. You send Dickey. What, what is he going to do? Sit there and throw pus for two innings in games that don't matter? Like a respect position. You let him. He's I still on the team. and You bring him against play some, one batter that can't hit knuckleball. Like, I, I think he becomes almost useless. I think he becomes your eighth pitcher, and I don't see why... Sanchez has to be in that high. Like the Grizzlies doing a fine job. They, you know, like I, I don't. We don't need a seventh or eighth inning man. We need a ace. Well, well, speaking of Grilly too, that's Liriano. That's he's like a reclamation project as well. Right. They see something in him, like you were saying. His numbers. You don't look at them right now. They're looking. They want to rebuild him, just like they did Grilly in a way. We'll revitalize. Revitalize. Okay. Coach, give me your. Give me. Don't get too emotional about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll try and keep it because quick. Be the coach, man. Come on, coach. Har- harness <laughs> your inner Gibby. Bring it in. Okay. So, with Sanchez, I 
they made their first mistake when they decided to do it, to announce to the press in spring training that there was going to be some kind of innings left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should have shut up. Right. It's unbelievable that they would release their secrets and give it out. Like, I don't care about the media. I don't care about they trying to uh, display some kind of public opinion. You don't have to tell people what your plan is, right? So we've been waiting for this the whole time, and now they're obligated to. you got a bunch of new GMs that are coming in that nobody likes anyways because they're not the good Canadian boy that helped win the division last year. They're not getting David Price. So these guys are in the hole, and they've pigeonholed themselves into something where nobody expected Sanchez to have a Cy Young season. They're basically taking his opportunity to win the Cy Young right out of his hands. He's that close right Yeah, now. right. It's it's not even like... I'm not even trying to... I'm, I don't think the homer in me says that this is like... I think this is ridiculous. Top three like, for sure. True, I truly think this is ridiculous. Like, he's... In, unless there is something under the skin that we're not seeing some kind of maybe slight arm degradation in which case you would stop pitching him altogether I don't understand the point of easing him off so that you can save 40 innings the concept of innings is ridiculous to track pitchers okay pitchers should be tracked at least in pitch count because you can throw three innings in an in- three pitches in an inning or you can throw 30 and how you approach at bats how you uh, what kind of pitches you throw there's so many factors and everybody keeps talking about oh you need innings eaters on your team oh you need to follow pitch counts or, or sorry uh, uh, innings counts so you can track that that's all horseshit it doesn't matter it's how the pitcher is pitching what the physicians say about the x-rays and things that, that they take the MRIs and all that what you're spending all those millions of dollars to produce these athletes in the first place and you know what it's also about when championships, rewarding the fact that we are all going out there and filling up the Rogers Center again, being the most attended team in the AL again, and it just bothers me. You know what would have solved this problem? If we'd signed fucking David Price. You know know why we should have signed David Price? Because we make so much money. I'm so sick of hearing about luxury taxes. I'm so sick of hearing about how Rogers doesn't have the money. And now, this is why it pisses me off. We don't need David Price because he's 4-10 with whatever and and a shitload of cake that we could still use. No, we need David Price so we can ease off Aaron Sanchez, so we can manage our team. We need to spend money at the beginning of the year when we have a good product. And we didn't do that. And that's the reason that I'm pissed off about this. It has nothing to do with Aaron Sanchez. It's the the whole structure and that they had to sit there with their pursed lips and their fucking smarmy attitudes and sit there and say, we're going to come in and implement a system. No, win the fucking championship like we were supposed to. And, and I think the fact that they didn't do that, it's just all coming to fruition now. And now they're not prepared. And it, and we may have to suffer a championship loss cycle if we can't keep the ship going. And we need health to do that. So I keep going, man. Coach, oh, I listen. agree, man. Holy <laughs> fuck. Okay. 100%. So let, let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. What about the case of... Now, for the record, for, for my stance on it, I don't think it's that bad of an idea. Here's why. Let's say Dickie falls apart, Estrada's back gives out, yeah. something. Why can't we pull Sanchez out of the bullpen? Uh, there, I, I would suggest uh, out of all the baseball speak and uh, money ball and Billy Bean terminology and all the reasons that you know people use sabermetrics to play baseball, and I actually believe in all. I think it's really cool. I love stats, but I also love the game itself. And what I see on the field is much more important than what I see in stats most of the time. Okay, I'm still old school enough that I can appreciate that. But I love the stats, and I'll be able to look at it and translate it to what I'm seeing. Um, I don't think that I thought. That, I think that they could have done things differently. I, I feel like. There's no reason for them to go this way when you have the potential and the ability to do more. Like, Sanchez, like, he, he's he's an absolute horror. You see him out there. Uh-huh. He's getting better every start. Uh-huh. It's not, like, they're not, they don't need to wane him off. They need to let him ride. But, hold on, answer my question. Yeah. 
can they pull him from the bullpen mm. if if someone falls apart? I'm sorry, I got off topic again. Really, I know you're really, just. I'm really excited. Listen, and, um, and it's been a long time since we've done this. I yes, get it. Exactly. And keep in mind, Aaron Sanchez, longtime listener of the show. Right. Thank you for listening, Aaron. Thanks, yeah, Aaron. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so the, 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 there's. I would think that the theory behind bringing a guy and doing his six innings and all that, and then getting him down to a different routine and a different workload and stuff, and then stretching him back out again, to me that would be more difficult on their arm to set it through because I really believe that uh, starters and relievers do different workloads. Mm-hmm. I believe it's different uh, preparation and stuff like that. So I think if you brought him down, you bring him down to wind him down. Because I think his body is a like you know bodies are fragile. Excuse me, even the best of them. So uh, I, I think that that could be more detrimental to what they're trying to prevent the elbow fatigue and the shoulder and this and that to change his routine than to just bring him down and bring him back up. I, I feel like if you bring him down, you're down. And I just think that it's almost like uh, early uh, early golfing. You know, when you don't make the playoffs, like you just kind of wind it down and you're okay. just soft tossing on the side like when you're. But could he not? Could they not have him pitching? Um you know, like those uh, simulated games or anything like that. Could that not be a case? Like, then why would you waste the innings in simulation? Yeah, they shouldn't have done in the first. If they, if if they have to bring him back because we need him for the playoffs, they're all fucking idiots and they should yeah. be fired. You know what? And that and that's a great point. That's so a great that, point. That's, okay, so yeah. that being said, let's say that your your bullpen consists of Cecil, yeah. Sanchez, mm-hmm. Grilly, uh, Biagini. Uh, Osuna, obviously. Benoit Feldman now. Uh, what, ben, yeah, Benoit Feldman. That sounds like probably it. That okay. would be it. So those top eight guys, seven, eight guys? Seven or eight guys, yeah. Okay. So that doesn't sound that bad to me. No, but it doesn't sound much worse without him. Right. Our starting rotation sounds but crippled when, without when, him. When, when, you, when, you, when you're the opposite team and you know a potential Cy Young winner, mm-hmm. you're going to have to face the second half of the game. Oh, thank God it's only one at bat and not four. Like... The yeah, best dude. Right. I, I agree with Coach on that, man. You're going to score your run? I, you mean I get to see Dickie or Lariano and their five-plus ERAs? Right. Absolutely. Right. You won't even see Sanchez. He'll be sitting there because I'm going to club these but guys. Let, let's say Estrada, Hap, Stroman, yeah. Dickey, pitch. Let's say pitch solid six innings. Right. And then you're dealing with a possible Cy Young winner, 7-8. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Osuna, who's been only two blown saves. All season. He's awesome. We all know, you know? he's awesome. I don't disagree with it. I'd rather have it than them saying uh, he's not pitching anymore this year. Because they could have done that, too. Right. Which, they, did, they did that with Strasburg a couple years ago. And right. it, it cost Washington a World Series berth. Yeah. Like for, or a playoff berth, excuse me. Like They had it in the bag with this guy. Yeah. And so they did it. At least we're, we're, we're going to wean him off. At least we're still going to see him. But so you know I'm what? not like... Do you think with, with Strasburg, because I remember when he broke onto the league, yeah. it was insane. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. But he also just resigned with them. Yes. Because they, they took care of him. He got injured a bunch of times, and I know they're freak injuries. I think that's my point. You can't plan for injury, but you can sort of set yourself up for success. And I, I, I'm all about like taking care of the guy and this and that. And I believe that if Aaron Sanchez ever came to you and said, Coach, I don't think I should pitch anymore. I'm starting to feel more tired. And I think at that point you do your job and you get him out of there. But I think Aaron Sanchez wants to pitch so badly and wants to continue to pitch so badly. I don't think he's Matt Harvey. I don't think he's a baby. I don't think he have. I haven't seen his uh, his uh, his uh, agent out in the press saying, "Oh, well, we got to wean off Sanchez because there's a lot of money on the table." No, I think this kid wants to win. I think he's just like his buddy Marcus Stroman, and I think they're. I think they're doing him a disservice by shutting him down prematurely. And again, if there's a medical reason that comes out, and they may very well pat it like this, because I know Mark Shapiro listens to this podcast too, and he's probably not going to be 
happy with fan. me. I had lunch with him the other day, yeah. you know? Listen. In my dreams. Uh, but, it, it, no, it, I'm telling you. Shapiro, thanks for listening, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, no, I, this is what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like it's... I, I think this. I think this. I, I think, think you're playing a very good devil's advocate, but I think at the same time, like, this is foolish. Okay, fine. But I think, I think, deep down, that little Homer is beating and squeezing your heart. And it always will. Yeah, and, and fine. I think the 416 dynamic duel of Strowman and Sanchez understand that, like, this is time to win. And if yeah. if you go into the bullpen, you're gonna help us win. We're gonna do it. And and hold on, guys, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, okay, <laughs> listen, I wish you guys could see that. Both these assholes across the table for me. Put their finger up, had their noses in the sky, and we're about to just condemn me to yeah. baseball hell. But this is what I want to say. Okay, I strongly believe a guy like Strowman, who's yeah. never done any time in the bullpen. Yeah isn't going to succeed in the bullpen. I think a guy like Dickey, who has experience and and is kind of cool under pressure, is still very valuable. I think Estrada... I don't... Don't worry. I think think Estrada is on a mission, Mm -hmm. and and I really think... Hap is is just he's, he's prime time right yeah. now. I think so. In in that case, you have a guy in Sanchez who's pitched in the playoffs out of the bullpen. Yeah. Okay. So he has a, a little bit of an edge. He's been in this position before. He's having the season of dreams. Okay. Fine. So his confidence Don't is good. Stop that. But hold on. He hasn't seen the other side of that. The cat. So yeah. What if the next the next four or five outings he would have. All losses. Well, let's just do Any, what if for the team and manage it that far. Okay. Away. The, the, ca- the caveat is, and then the reason that we both put up our fingers simultaneously is that it's not best for the team. That's the problem. It may be best for the franchise. It is not yeah, best. We want to win now after last season. Okay. So, and, I, and I don't. Th- I think I'm being a homer, just like Joey Bats is being a homer, just like Edwin's being a homer. And they're all sitting there, and like whatever Zani said is probably like it's probably bang on. Like, how you're really going to do this to us? Like. I don't care about his arm. I want to win now because right. I'm not coming back and I want to be on billboards. Like, And that, I feel but, like that's more like... I think you're taking a weapon out of these guys' hands. And, and like, cycles are cycles. Like I said, I don't think... This is our last year of the competitive cycle. We have no guarantees beyond this. Yeah, this idea is to go, oh, we're going to save him and Strowman all the way to 2020, save 2021. When Josh... When, like, Josh could it's be now. down at that point. Like, yeah. Okay, so... If you look, if you look at, at the kingpins of this, mm-hmm. Shapiro, thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm. Atkins, thanks again for listening. Well, it's because Shapiro told him to. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in, in, the, in the case that I'm, I'm trying to bring up, these guys are pitching, like they're pitchers, they're pitcher crazy. Yeah. They love their pitchers. Yeah. Why can't we have confidence that they're doing the right thing? Because they haven't proven anything to me. I, they owe me nothing. That's absolutely. Look at look at the Cleveland Indians pitching staff right now. A solid pitching staff. They've been there for 15 years, and the year they leave is finally when that team starts doing well. I get it. Yeah. I get I get that that's their product in the field. I'm not saying that they didn't take it there. But it took them, what, 15 years? Cleveland's been shit since 97, probably around the time they took over. Yeah. So... Uh, that's nice. I'm looking forward to having a good pitching staff in 15 years too. But I'd like to have one now you, for the World Series, right. please. Yeah. <laughs> you you took over. <laughs> you took over Canada's team, yeah. a top contending team. Yeah. We, you you have to prove shit I to us coming this in. A rant, but it, it is what it is because it's a cry for. Like I said, it's a cry to go back in time six months and reassess why they even spoke in the first place. Right. Like if this, like I. I, they, they pit, like I said, they pigeonhole this decision. I, I hate that's the most 
infuriating part is that part. if that if they even regret it slightly, but they still because they have to stick to their goddamn principles and what they said, that is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's the most frustrating part. Yeah. If you if you really that, you have to stay on your point what you said earlier months ago before all that. Like, come on, shit changes. Okay, guys, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see where it happens. Next month's podcast, we're gonna revisit the Sanchez story. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a nice talk about it. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I'm telling you, you're gonna pitch four innings and you're gonna be like, "Where's Sanchez?" <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Sanchez, who? I it it takes everything inside I, of me. You know what? It's interesting though. I'm just looking back at yeah. your book, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, the 19 right. losses by one run. If anything else, he may help in that department. Right. Maybe not so many blown games. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not so many quick like losses within one run. So, but you're you're all still wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I was just trying to. I was just gonna try. My my inner Homer right now is crying and saying, "You just gotta agree with these guys." We're they, Toronto fans. You know what? I I strongly believe. In the hierarchy, I believe that I want to believe that Atkins and Shapiro know, and I believe I, I put in trust in them because I think we got to give them that because the team right now is better than the team last year. They at this sold point. Jonah Hill to Billy Bean in Moneyball. Yeah, that was Shapiro. They yeah. sold the statistics guy. Right. It's, they don't know what they're doing. The whole movie is based on that move. Yeah, well, the biggest move. The biggest move. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna have a quick. Quick punching match and just get all the stuff out of our system. <laughs> we'll come back We're gonna come back. We're not gonna mention Mr. S's name at all. The rest of this podcast. Um, Make I've, sure you stick to your guns yeah. with your decisions. I love do, you, Aaron. <laughs> do, you, do you guys? Do you guys? Do you want to say anything else about the? No, I think I'm good. I think my position is is, is clear, and I get I get everything. I can listen to it all. Okay. Quick quick question. Now I don't know for sure. Can. Sanchez still win the Cy Young. I don't think he'll get enough starts and 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 counting stats and everything else to compete. Like I think other people are going to get eight, nine, ten stats uh, starts on him and probably be able to prove the ratios over a longer period of time to accrue the wins and K's necessary. So I think he will not win the Cy Young. I think it's virtually impossible. I think think he'll get any votes. Uh, Maybe maybe a homer vote. Yeah, maybe from Stephen Brun or something like that. Yeah. But those what ifs you're talking about, man, you're taking him away and leaving all the other pitchers right near him. I don't care about his personal. I don't care about his personal thing. Like I, it's disappointing that he won't win the Cy Young. Like they already doesn't have a shot. But it's even more disappointing that this amazing weapon that we've seen all year is 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 about to be taken away. And we'll from never us. really know how he feels, but I I just wonder. You know what? It's World Series or bust because we're gonna blame it all on them nuts. We want it. The whole city is looking for a win. Yeah. Sanchez this year is having the breakout season that Stroman kind of had last year. Stroman wishes he was uh, this good last year. Right. He, 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 he was start. much more uh, pronounced and animated and, and, and crowd-loving and all that. Like, he was, he's a perfect guy to put out on the on your highlights and, and to take for the interviews and stuff and definitely like that. Not show but real. the performance, man, Stroman wishes he could ever pitch like this. Right. I, all I'm saying is it's a breakout season for uh-huh. Sanchez. Yeah. Um, do you know how long he has in his contract? I think I thought he had three years. I was gonna ago. say maybe I, I I would say probably two or three years at least. Right. And we and a lot of these things with these younger guys, we get certain team control benchmarks and stuff like that. So I, I think we probably got him for I'd say safely three years. Probably him and Stro both. For my so, guess. so we probably have him for one or two more seasons. I would think maybe two, maybe three. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah that's All what right. we're planning for. Yeah. Right. All right, gentlemen, we're gonna take a quick break. Yep. Guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> Stick with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, for guys. <laughs> And we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. 
We're ready to start our second half of the Not After 30 podcast, Blue Jay Edition number five. And with the start, gentlemen, we dive back into the mystery cooler. Mystery cooler. You started, right, last time? I yeah. did. I'll go. Coach, start us off. Oh, he was ready to go first. <laughs> he, he, he was ready. I'm going to go with this guy right here. All right. So I got, a, oh, nice, beautiful lumberjack on the cover, Great Whit Lakes Brewery, uh, Canuck Pale Ale. Nice. All right. That looks good. Bod, you want to go? Good can. Uh, you today. can go. I went first. I'll go last. Okay, sounds good. Now, this is oh. Waterloo Classic Pilsner. Oh, it's good. I've had that before. It's good. Yeah, I think I've had this before as well. I love a lot of Waterloo stuff. Their dark beer is delicious. I don't know yeah, if you've I, had I it. saw that option. It's I, nice and smooth. Like it's not like your thick darks. Like it's an easy drinking dark. I really like it. it reminds me of some of the like German uh, dark beers I had when I was over there. Right on. Yeah. All right, bye. Let's go with this one. Oh. Hockley Classic Lager. Thomas Hockley Classic. I'm I'm loving this. Just yeah. the fact that it's close to the word hockey. <laughs> it could be one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, gents. Uh, so shall we crack? Yes. Mm. To the second inning. Yeah. Nice. Cheers, oh, boys. Yeah, cheers. Ooh. This is very different than my last one. I was going to say, this is a lot lighter than my last one. Yeah, going from citrus to a nice lager yeah. here, this is really good. You know what? Uh, without the sweetness of the uh, soured beer that I just had, um, I could de- I can definitely taste like the boldness of a Pilsner. Yeah. It's understated. When you're drinking them all the time, it's not a big deal. But, well, yeah, when you, when you bounce, yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. So those playing the Not After 30 drinking game, there was a shots. Shots fired last round, and Mikey just dropped 100%, which is another part of our drinking game. So that's two drinks on the board at least. <laughs> yeah, you guys are familiar with the... Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, All right. it just caught me off guard. I yeah. thought I was bigger than that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so second half of this. How's your Hockley Classic, by the way? I was about to say, it is really good. Is yeah. it? I'm liking it. All right. I got to say, I, I might pick it up myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice Ontario log. Yeah. Is it oh, yeah, boys. From, from Hockley Valley as well. Oh, yeah. All right. We just passed a trade deadline, so I feel we got to do, do, do it do. justice. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like we got to do it justice. Um, I, I imagine all Blue Jay fans listening to this right now are probably sick to death in regards to how much how much it's been talked about. Let's talk about it more. Let's talk about it more. All right. So we'll start with the first trade. Okay. So that was where we sent uh, the stud, Drew Storen, and Cash to Seattle for the non-French Canadian with the name Joaquim Benoit. Yes, that's right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, so, Drew. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesse, did you want to start on any parting words for the, for the hero in blue? Uh, I think you said Hutch. You meant Storin. Yeah. Yeah. You said Hutch. Oh, it's, I'm, it's a oh, compulsion. Storin. Storin. Yeah, yeah, so, so sorry. Drew Storin for what? We can't do that to Jay's legend, Drew Storin. Yeah. <laughs> Sad to see him go. Uh, we're going to miss you. I guess I'm going to hang up my jersey. Okay. Yeah. I was a guy who was pretty hyped about this trade originally. I thought I thought the trade in theory was fine. Uh, he did not pan out at all and 100% deserved to be cut when he That's did. And to f- trade him for anything. Benoit's been a uh, serviceable major leaguer for a long time, so why not? The only thing that makes me feel better is that the trade also didn't work out for them. Yes, so yeah, yeah was say, been, been very average and yeah. injured a lot there. It's so. not what they no. thought as well. So right. I can take a little bit of solace in yeah. that. Right, yeah. and that, and that's very tough too because 
Last year, Ben Revere was a welcome addition to the team. Oh, my mom lo- was in love with was Ben she? Revere. I like oh, the way loved he him. Ball. Yeah, I like exciting. Hustle. I like his heart. I, I want That's Mama, what it is. It's heart. I want Mama Ba on the show. Mama Ba. Mm-hmm. I, I want on no, the show. No, you're not ready for that. No, all right. <laughs> a couple more drinks in for that. Um, okay, so you guys like this? Like, I think we all like this. Yeah, deal. I think it's fine. I think you got something for nothing because right. you were basically willing to pay him and let him go home. So, yeah. fine. Now, is this. Can Benoit be. As good as some of the guys, some of the arms that we brought him last year. He's not dissimilar, actually, in many ways to Jason Grilly in terms of his career path. I mean, he's had the opportunity to close for different teams. He's on the downswing and arc of his veteran career, but he's been a guy that you've seen on different teams float through Toronto when you've gone and watched the opposition for many years. So, yeah, for sure he could be low Troy Hawkins. For sure he could be low. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of move. And like I said, like nobody wanted Storin. Like, and Benoit doesn't have the greatest number coming over from Seattle, so it's a reclamation project. We're, we're into those this year. Yeah, yeah, we are. It seems those. to be a thing. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, we have our great young guys, and then we also have that Jays team where if this was a team three, four, five years ago with these players, we would be dominant. Mm. These nice little rebuild projects. Just... Uh, what was I going to say, too, about the Upton trade, really, the first Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get okay, there. Okay, okay, I'll save it. We're, that's next. I, I just want to say, you said it um, a couple months ago that um, a guy like really come in, the day that we were recording. The veteran yeah, presence. You know, and, and could be his last hurrah and just is going to go balls to the wall and make it count. I like that about the Jays that they do that. He's a lot of fun too, eh, Grilly? Yeah. Oh, when he gets fired, fired up, up, him and yeah. Russell Martin, yeah. bromance I never knew I wanted. Yeah. No, he's great. He's okay. a lot of fun for this team. Did, did you know that his father played for the Blue Jays? I did. I heard that at the time of the trade. Right. It did not dawn on me at the time. No, but yeah. So uh, I, I think his father's name's Frank. I can't remember for sure, but I, he he was, we were uh, we were driving to Buffalo the other day yeah. to go watch a Bison's game. And they had his father on on the broadcast talking about what it meant for his son to become a Blue Jay. And he was really looking forward to the trade. And then he was telling that he had a, a bar in Dunedin, Florida. And whenever the Blue Jays played, uh, the spring training there, the Jays would go to his bar because he's a former Blue Jay. Huh. And he said that um, Ed Sprague and possibly Pat Borders... I can't remember the other name that he, he dropped, but said would come to his bar. He took good care of them. Yeah. But the, he said a lot of times they had to drive him home at the end of the night. <laughs> I was like, yes. Seems like the types, though. Yeah, right? Pat Borders for sure. I Different era of Pat Borders yeah. just sitting in the corner of the bar slamming beers yes. and with with big wad in his yeah. mouth. and the whole just time. Oh, and, and he probably like cut off short, jean shorts. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. Eddie <laughs> Belfort, a baseball guy. <laughs> yeah. no. yes, that's good. Yeah. All right, so that was the first trade. Uh, the second trade, Melvin slash BJ, formerly known as BJ, Upton Jr. from San Diego for right-handed pitcher, single-A pitcher, Hansel Rodriguez. It's the best trade we made uh, yep. of all of them, I think. How, how can we say how can, this? Could, this is only good news. Yeah. 18th rated best prospect or something? I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. In our system, not in yeah. baseball either. Like, yeah. He's a guy who's probably four or five years away from the major leagues, apparently a very hard thrower, but... You gotta pay something to get something. What I really like about this deal is it's a stopgap for our right field problem next year if Batista yep. walks on under up. contract. And San Diego paid almost all of his salary to get him here. Oh, it's he, bizarre. We yeah. only pay him five, five million dollars over this season and next combined. It's, it's amazing. It, yeah. it, it, it was astonishing actually. I didn't couldn't believe it. They must really like this young arm. I'm sure he's something, but. They just want to get rid of Upton so bad. It was fine, and I and I like it. And and worst case, he's our starting right fielder next year. And I think it was that was the smartest move they made for sure at the deadline. Yeah. Yes, gave me a little bit of confidence heading in. Yeah. 
I mean, he's obviously not the BJ that when he first broke out in the league. But uh, no, no, what I'm getting at is I think he's going to be that guy. He's got something to prove, and now he's coming to a top team. Mm -hmm. And he's that guy, man, whenever the Jays played him, he's the one that made us lose. He burned us every time, and he's always been a clutch playoff guy. And that's what makes me most excited is that now we have him playoffs and also contract next year, which is fantastic. I don't think he's going to play that much. I think, honestly, but I think he's going to come off the bench in the seventh as a defensive replacement for Saunders, maybe pinch hit after Saunders, a pinch run after Saunders has hit a double, Mm -hmm. score that run that Saunders wouldn't be able to, and then play the rest of the Crowd's defense. Crowd's going to cheer for him in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how about this? And his name is BJ. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Destiny. Right. He should switch his name back, to be yeah. honest. Okay. I'm kind of upset Mason that he doesn't, to be honest. Right? BJ. Melvin. And why Melvin? Come on. What about this? Let's say Jose goes down again. Yeah. There you go. It's very a, possible. Fill if in. If Pilar goes down, if Saunders yeah. goes down, he can play all three I positions. I thought Pilar broke his wrist yesterday catching that ball. Yeah, I, I must admit, I went to bed oh. early yesterday. Oh, I, my I goodness. He, he was so – his arm was so twisted. He looked like a like – a, a, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. He, like, contortionist? Contortionist, like, yeah. yeah. He fe- and he landed on it like that. Yeah. Motherfucker. The guy is made out of uh, – what's Wolverine made out of? Antimanium? Uh, adamantium. Adam- adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so – we're giving this trade a thumbs up. Yeah, no, I like okay. it. Okay, so Benoit, we're giving a thumbs up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. because because of who we sent out. Yeah, yeah. Does it make our team any worse? Absolutely not. No. no. Yeah. Good call. Okay, so BJ Upton Jr. We're happy about that one too. Very yeah, happy. Yeah. Like Coach said, best trade that we did. Yeah. That yeah. We'll, we'll put that one right there right away at the end. That was. We can say one. that now. Yeah, we're yeah. saying Let, that now. Let's wait till the end of the season. To see what happens. Okay, with that. okay. For now, the right after the trade deadline, after we've had a night to think about it, that's the best trade. We'll look back on it. Okay, next next one, the third trade that they made. Yep. Uh, Francisco Lariano. We talked about him a lot. We also got Harold uh, Ramirez. Yep. Uh, and catcher prospect uh, um, Reese McGuire. Yep. Uh, from Pittsburgh, going the other way, Drew Hutchinson. First off. I think we should just say a little farewell to Drew. See you, Drew. Yeah, Bye, Drew. I met Drew Hutchinson once at a, at a season ticket holder um, thank you thing, and I said, Hutch, I think you're a great pitcher. And he looked and goes, I think you're a great fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Fan? Yeah, that yeah. was your favorite. Yeah, yeah. So um, with, with that being said, let's put that out there. What do you think of this trade? Well, well, sorry, do you want to say about you guys should say about Hutch also listens, so mm-hmm. do you guys want a little parting to Hutch? Uh Sad to see you go. Probably the most attached of any of the players traded was to you. So bye, Drew. Disappointed it didn't work out from mm-hmm. uh, opening day starter last year uh, to a guy that we couldn't fit in our roster this year. I I hope he does well in Pittsburgh. I always I think I think he's a good pitcher. I yeah. just don't. I, maybe I he could never put it on the field, and I can't explain why. But the talent's there. So no ill will. I won't regret it though. The guy who had 11 wins last season, but also had an ERA of almost six. So exactly. You know. It, it, it was it was sad that he didn't make the playoff it, roster. The time was spent here. That right. was it. There's no right. more no more time for him. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about Lariano before already, but how do we feel about this? Is this good for us? Okay, so Francisco Francisco Liriano it was a really good pitcher three years ago. He was a very good pitcher two years ago, and he was a pretty good pitcher last year. So that doesn't. It's not a glowing endorsement by mm. any means, but that's the truth. Uh, he's had a terrible year this year. He's walking five batters per nine innings, which on average, which is just you can't get you can't win get wins in baseball. You can't keep runners off the bases base pass if you're running walking one every other inning you pitch. Um, it's 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 a risk. 
But it's a calculated risk that, A, they were more interested to take on money than they were give up prospects. In fact, they got prospects back, which was kind of interesting because, like, it's, it just shows the philosophy of this group. You know what? We do have a little bit of extra money to throw the fans away this year. Uh, we decided to do it in this year, and we'll pay Lirianos. It's it's a gamble. It's a calculated gamble, and if it doesn't work out, then Ari Dickey is one of your starters in the playoffs. But you're hoping that he's not, and I think that's the way they're going. So uh, reclamation project in the middle of season for a almost first place or right on the cusp of first place team, it's risky. Yeah. But like I said, considering all the other deals I saw out there, it didn't. I didn't look at that and think, hmm. In fact, when my brother told me what we gave up and what we got back, I gave him a high five. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. We're not getting Chris Sale. We're not getting Rich Hill. We're not getting Andrew Kashner. None of who I really wanted anyways, unless it was Chris Sale. So, yeah, I like Liriano. He's pretty good. Let's see if he can do it. So, this. Th- that being said, here's some things that I like about the trade. The, um, Sportsnet Stats tweeted out yesterday, newest Blue Jay... Uh, Francisco Lariano with Russell Martin as a catcher, 33 games, 200 and uh, two thirds innings pitched, ERA of under three, one point one nine WHIP, 204 strikeouts, 81 walks. I saw that. He that's his best catcher ever was Russell yeah. Martin. So I it, saw that. Does that help? It doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. That's for sure. No, I think it'll help a little bit. I think any of his success will probably be attributed to Russ, and Russ deserves a lot of the credit for what this Blue Jays pitching staff is doing because they're all doing well. So I think tying it does tie back to him in some form. But does I don't think it'll be the reason for his success, but maybe it's a comfort factor, and maybe it leads to success. So if that's the case, by all means, we're paying Russ a lot of money. So let's yeah. let hey, mm. obviously, I bet you Russ had to sign off on this too. I would have yeah. gone to him for sure and say, "What do you think of Francisco?" And he would have been like, "Yeah, let's do it." I, like, you know, let's see if we can fix him. So one thing I like about this as well too is exactly what you had said, Jesse. Exactly what you had said about Grilly. A guy in the league comes to a first place team. He's motivated. Yeah, he I think this is a good kicking the ass to say here's your chance to show us if you can play yeah this is it buddy you're not going to get much of a better chance what other team are you going to go to and and the more i hear about pete walker the the pitching coach for the jays the more i'm intrigued by this guy like i i want to know more about pete walker i feel like he's done a good job not knowing much about and not him obviously being beside behind the the scenes guy but i mean our, our statistics speak for itself He's been very good. He's handled his pitching. Fa- he's gotten more out of these guys than I ever expected they would. So mm-hmm. so he's got to have to have played a part in that, and I think Russ has too. Yep. Both understated reasons for our success in Toronto starting pitching-wise. Uh, just two things about Liriano. First one, I always love with trades, any sport. I like finding out what the fans of the other team think. Mm. And I would say in Pittsburgh it's confusion at best for this trade. Mm-hmm. So okay. that always makes me feel a bit more positive if yeah. they're upset. And it's like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. And then what I was saying to you earlier, too, is what I, when I've talked to people at work or I've read online, do not compare Liriano to Sanchez when he's taking over that spot. This is more of a hutch comparison, like mm. I was telling you earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that is going to be really poor and not what we need for Liriano to compare him to Sanchez in the season he had. I get that he's going into the starting or whatever, but... This wasn't a, a Sanchez for Liriano type deal. This is, we'll compare him to Hutch. Right. I just don't want people to do that because then it's like he can't win. Right. He behind the eight ball already. Exactly. All right. Um, so we give this one a thumbs up or thumbs yeah, down? I would say thumbs up because, uh, but it's more of like a, I wouldn't give it like a half. It's more of like a thumbs. Like 45 like, degrees. Yeah, exactly. It's like three, yeah, three There's quarters, an asterisk beside right? it. Right. Yeah. It's let's wait and see, but I like the, uh, I like the intent. Mm-hmm. 
Hutch wasn't working out, man. Hutch was never going to see the field for this team exactly, until September yeah. when it didn't matter. So right. change it and up. And not in the playoffs. So this guy has a chance to make our playoff roster. Let's do it. Right. Let's give him a shot. And uh, I believe out of all the stats, all of his stats for this season are down except for one, which isn't a true stat, but his velocity on his pitching is better this year than it was last year. That's good. So that's good to know. He's still throwing heat. So yeah, just keep the guys off the bases. We've got to see these walks come down substantially working under Russ. That'll be the key. That'll show you that something's happening. Right on. Because uh, he's what you know, he's rated. He's actually rated pretty poorly in terms of National League starting pitchers. So a lot of work to do here. All, All right. right. Let's look at that one run stat in a month. You look right. Like we'll compare to yeah. what we're talking about Great now point. with this. And that's going to be like I want to see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, the fourth deal at the deadline uh, was a deal with the National League right-handed pitcher Mike Bolsinger from L.A. for Jesse Chavez and Cash. Can I give it a thumb sideways? Because um, Jesse Chavez has had some great ups and downs. I feel like some real highs and lows in terms of his successfulness. Uh, but um, Bolsinger is the same kind of pitcher from the Dodgers. Uh, it's going to be either if he makes the team, and I think they're starting him in the minors, if I'm not mistaken, right. because we went out and got yeah, Feldman I think they're already as well, right? They, they, Feldman yeah. essentially took uh, uh, Chavez's spot. But um, he's going to be a guy that if he, he'll be uh, – if he ever performs anywhere near what Liam Hendricks did last year, come in for two or three innings in games you're either winning by a lot or losing by a lot, then I think you'll see Mike Bolsinger. But uh, it, it would, I think it's going to cause injuries and stuff like that to actually see him make the playoff roster. It's organizational depth for a guy in Chavez who they always hoped could be that sixth swingman starter and right. just never got there because he was too inconsistent. Right. No, that's exactly what I was about to say about okay. the inconsistency about Chavez was he just really wasn't working out. So, again, sideways to almost positive, it's a change. And, you know, let's see how it yeah, goes. It's just he, and he, he's already been optioned to the minors, so you know right. what I mean? It's like yeah. he's not coming in right now. He's probably taking Hutch's spot. Feldman's taking Chavez, and that's, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, I, I listen. I don't know if you guys had – I know that you listened to it, but I was listening to uh, – Jay's, uh, Jay's GM, uh, Ross Atkinson's today on, on yeah, on, yeah. on ten fifty, and he he had said this: if Larry Arnold doesn't work out, we don't have a option A, we have an option A B C D. Yeah. So if he if Larry Arnold doesn't work out, they'll try Bolsinger. If he doesn't work out, they'll try Biagini. If they is that yesterday? That's today's no, it's game. right now. Oh, like a, same thing as yesterday. Is that a home run? Did they get in the home run? Oh, no. Like, no, that is yesterday. Sorry. That was yesterday. Okay. Don't frighten me like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're also watching the, the Jays game that's going on right now in Houston. And... Um we just had some scary, some scary flashbacks <laughs> of the first game of the series. Okay, so with that being said, um, where do so where do we put this? Do, do we put this? Is this good? Jesse Chavez, I wasn't, I was never one hundred percent sold on. Yeah, he, you know, it wasn't one of those where he meshed with what my idea of the team was. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that sounds saying that, but just uh, not. I mean, really, doesn't bother me that he's gone. I'm just right. ready for the change. Yeah. I was see, it wasn't working out when he came in the office. Yeah, yeah that's just, same, just same never same. really materialized. Yeah. yeah, the way they were talking about him and stuff. I was hoping it was like, I, like in terms of reclamation projects, I was hoping for closer to what Hap's doing versus my perception versus Chavez and the perception because he was here a couple of years so ago. Are we, well, so are we, really yeah. prove it. are we happier that Chavez is gone? No, it doesn't or, matter. No, yeah, exactly. Matter. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't really have a strong feeling about it, to be honest. He just didn't work out and didn't meet our expectations okay. so you gotta Feldman move on is his, is his replacement and pretty much I expect the exact same thing as Chavez and hopefully the better of what I was expecting you can't right. keep giving a guy the roster spot when he's not working out no, man. it's, it's right. like you're That's paying right. him the big bucks it's time to move on yep. I, I'm not disappointed by this trade I'm not happy with this trade either it's 50-50 for me right. I, we'll so, see yeah. it's, one of these. it's a definitely we'll, yeah. Yeah. in the middle thumbs yeah, in the middle, middle thumb 
All right, so uh, we talked about the last trade that they did. Uh, right-hand pitcher Scott Feldman uh, from Houston for Guadalupe Chavez. It's a good name. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed we traded that guy's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, looked great on a jersey. Right. Body. Yeah. So, um, no, Feldman's, Feldman is fine. Uh, he was a starter with Houston for a long time. Uh, it got relegated to the bullpen in, in favor of guys like Doug Fister and Lance McCullers, who are watching pitch now, and a few other things. Did Fister play for Kansas City last year? Fister played for Washington last year, okay. I think. If I'm not mistaken, played for Detroit before okay. that. Maybe that's where it Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I like I, Feldman is, is going to be a guy that if we're pitching Feldman, that game is not our game, or it is our game. So again, like I don't expect... These are not impact moves. These are... Uh, these are changing the flow of the team. These are addressing guys who are not working out or who have gone cold. So I got no problem with it. It wouldn't even surprise me if a guy like Feldman gets swapped out with a non-waiver move sometime in August if he is crummy the next week or two, you know? So it's one of those things that you're going to see that eighth... You know, he's going to slide in with Biagini, or Biagini's going to go down and Bolsinger's going to come up and blah, 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 blah. And it's all the guys you hope never have to pitch in a playoff game. <laughs> right, right, fair enough. So, uh, just you want to... Uh, just, just what Coach saying, it just it, it feels almost like roster moves more than trades. We're just sending a guy down who's not working out and calling up a guy to give him a chance, and that's what these trades are. Yeah. Okay. That's what it feels like. So We're it's, giving this one 50-50 as well? Yeah, 50-50 is fine with it. And, I, and, and like I said, maybe slightly above that, right? Middle thumb. Middle thumb. In the middle. Okay, so now where we are right now, are you guys happy? This team is currently better than they were last year. Are we happy with that? Did we expect a little bit more? We're we're second game. I, second series after the All-Star game? After All-Star break? I told you, man. I've told you every friggin' podcast is this team is that end-of-the-year team. You don't judge the Jays by the first couple of months of their play. It's this time now. So, yeah. I, 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 they're kind of right where I saw them. They teased me with first place. Right. It, it, was, it was a uh, nice just tease. Just the tip tease. It, I, I messaged you guys right away saying we're not looking back. I was so fired up. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that being said, I'm happy with where they are right now. Um, I don't necessarily like first place would be so sexy and be great to say yeah we held first place for a couple months, um, but I am okay with where we are. Currently, as it stands, we are one game behind, tied with Boston for second place in the East. That's who, like you said, we're worried about more than Baltimore. I am okay with second place because when when it all clicks, when that Lego piece fits perfectly, guns are blazing. It's it's, it, it's we're gonna light up the east. It's gonna be fine. This is that we were saying, man. We're gonna watch out for Sanchez deal because, I mean, we're tied with Boston a game back for second place right now. Like mm-hmm. these moves, this is gonna decide what happens come playoff time. It's, it's gonna be very interesting in the month of August. Um, and it's really this is I feel the make or break point of absolutely. The you know, we can talk about September, but I really believe that August is gonna set you up for either really hard. Uh, September or really easy September. Man, everybody was thinking like, what a we would do another David Price trade. That's what everybody was hoping. So it's with that happening and Sanchez going back and where the team is now. This is definitely August is a big month for mm-hmm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan, okay. Coach, you got anything to add to that? No, I think that was good. Actually, are you happy with where they are right now? Yeah, no, I, I think it's um, I think it's right within striking distance. Seven games better than it was last year uh, at this time. Uh, we don't have another 42 and 14 running us, but I bet you we have a, 
um, uh, 32 and whatever that 24. Don't make any predictions yet, man. You know what I mean, though. No, we're in good shape. I think we're in good shape, and I think we're we want to be right in striking distance, and I think we're better positioned than the other teams that are clustering around us. So yeah, right no, on. I feel good. I feel good too. Let's talk about something that we talk about every podcast. Okay. Jose Batista's value. Where do you guys put Is it lower than it was? Because when we had recorded last, I believe he had just been diagnosed with turf toe. Yeah, um, turf toe. He's only, been, he's only been back for four or five games. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what his stat was, but like six, six for, uh, sorry, three for sixteen or something like that. Yeah. Um, nothing like really standing out in Buffalo. He uh, he went zero for three his first game. I think he had one home run. Uh, not necessarily overwhelming. Um, stand in Buffalo. Is this is this hurting the overall value for Batista? He didn't go at the deadline, so. I never thought he would. No, yeah. I didn't think he'd waive his ten and five. No, like essentially, he's got a no trade clause because he spent enough time with the club and spent enough time in the major leagues that he has the final say on any trade. So I knew he wouldn't get traded. And yeah. outside of going to a legit sure, if he get traded to the Cubs, yeah, probably. Right. But beyond that, like there was no other team that's as poised as us. I don't think. Go to Boston, I suppose they're similar to us. You know, go to. Uh, a few Washington, but there's not very few other teams I think that are on. Wasn't that a little like a, some kind of rumor? Yeah, or, they talked about uh, Washington was interested, and I'm sure Washington and many other teams called and says, "Will you trade Jose Batista?" And then they went to him and said, "Hey, can we trade you?" He'll be like, uh, "Piss off! I got a lot of money to make on you know." Yeah, I'm sure thirty teams yeah, exactly. called. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So I'm not. I was never thought he was going to get traded, but at the same time, I think his value is stagnant. I think it's probably about the same as what we assessed at the time of the turf toe. So uh, certainly a drop in value from the beginning of the season. But uh, I mean, he's one or two clutch playoff memorable moments away from being right there. Well, that's the other thing so too. So right? I think his value is probably. Uh, more um, flexible than anybody else is in the league, to be honest with you. And I think his value is also relative to Toronto fans first because they're, you know, he can contribute to us in a meaningful way that'll make us all go raw, raw, and say yes, we should pay him, right? But um, no, I think, I mean, I, I still think he's probably going to be a twenty-five to thirty million dollar player out in the open market. I don't think it's changed that much. No way, he'll make them. I mean, <clears throat> and I think it's Edwin who's increased his value to a point where yes. it's undeniable. Yeah. Tip you up. To the point where it's you question whether or not actually I don't even question anymore. It's like, yeah, we should probably pay him more than Batista. Right. Because he's got the four years in the age. He's got and can he like he's got such skill out there. Clutch hitting. I want Edwin over to Jose right now it's if we had to sign one. Yeah, if I were running a franchise, I'd have a hard time arguing with that. Do I think Jose is a better overall baseball player in his prime? Yeah, for sure I do. I do I think he's a better athlete? Yeah, for sure I do. Do I think he's better? at getting on base even and just having that pure hitter's eye for sure but if I was going to sign one of the two uh, I'd definitely sign Edwin mm-hmm. he's, he's he's in the thick of his prime right now right. Jose's probably on the decline of just a touch yeah you know, so yeah, you're looking at Jose I mean in a couple of years we re-sign him he's looking at the DH position well, look A-Rod A-Rod's going to get waived by the Yankees in the next day or two yeah and look what happened just in LA we, do we want to be waiving we? Jose in his $35 yeah. million dollar contract yeah. what happened with Pooh? I don't know that is a if we were in a show diff, if we were in a different a different uh, competitive cycle I would definitely take the risk on that and trade them for some like crap so they can get hold of them obviously they'd 
don't think they can fix him. But we have no use for him because we're trying to win right now. But he's absolutely the kind of guy I would take a risk on and, and throw in the minors for a little bit and see if he can get his stuff together. I think he's a head case or something like that, yeah. they say. But it's all speculation. It's all media group, right, right, right? right? So, uh, man, he had a, a rookie season that just showed you he has the raw skills. Yeah. I'd love to see where Five he ends player, that's Yeah, I'd love saying. to see where he ends up. Yeah. Yeah, he's got all the tools. Maybe as long as he doesn't end up in Boston. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. That stings more than anything. You know, I, I, I'm just I'm so nervous as Boston. That word. I hate clam chowder. I hate yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, go sacks. Even just regular, <laughs> like, tea. Yeah, I just don't like any of it. Yeah, any team that comes out of the New England area, I already hate. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, all of them. Yeah. I, th- I hate everything Boston related. Yeah. Boston. Boston. Get the khakis. Yeah. Get the khakis. <laughs> khakis. All right, um, gentlemen. We've got a fashion show to debut. Yep. Before that, is there anything else we want to get out on the table? No, I, I, I don't. I've spent a lot of time watching a team in the last month, and I was on vacation. I tried to catch them. Being on the West Coast is nice, eh? Because you just get in from like a day of sightseeing or whatever, and it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden the Blue Jays are on. Yeah. I'm just going to get ready to go to dinner. So I actually got a lot more in on my hotel TVs than I thought I would. But um, no, it, like, the team looks strong. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm still optimistic, but it's just I hate I hate the fact that we have to deal with like like issues like the, the Sanchez one, like the mm. Batista one. I wish there wasn't as many. Last year's team was so pure and it was so yeah, original and organic. To have. I agree with you. They're all good problems to have, and they're ones that like I don't know. I if I, if you, if you could turn back the clock, like there was there's just something about the magic of last year that will never be replicated, mm. and like it's something that I man look we're watching Devin Travis right now. That's a guy we haven't brought up. Man, he's a stud, eh? Mm. And I was concerned. I was thinking they might trade him, and I was sort of. We, on, we had talked about it a lot. I, well, I was yeah. on board if you could get a super stud pitcher, right? right. Like if he's part of a package for sale, it I'd had probably, to be a price I'd trade. Probably do it. Yeah, exactly. Right, but um, man, he's he's really good. He's a really yeah. good ball player. He's he's showing up like a lot, and he's doing everything out there. So yeah. Um, no, this, this team looks better than it did a month ago in terms of its roster construction. It's a little bit more refined, refined a little bit more tweaked. Um, I'd rather have Melvin Upton than Ezekiel Carrera. I'd rather have um, Scott Feldman than Jesse Chavez. I'd rather have Francis Galeriano than Drew Hutchison. So, like, it's all trending in the right direction. I think, uh, I think, I think we're in for a long haul here. I, I, I think we're, I think we're playoff bound, and I think the team is showing you that. And I think it's only going to get a little bit better. I think we're going to continue to play 600, 650 baseball, and 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 this it, for a team that looked pretty piss poor in the first two months all, all told like if you average those two months out could you ask for much more right now I couldn't no. I'm excited to watch the ball game every day they're selling out again every day it's uh, it's going to be nice it's going to be a good run um, I believe we had a bet in early in the season. I have to go back and check the notes I said 75 didn't I? what's that? So, uh, games that would sell out 75? I feel like that's maybe a little strong maybe it was 65 no, I, I'm going to have to go back yeah, and double check. Take a look. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've got a couple uh, questions on our, on our Facebook feed. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for writing in. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, what a dumb move putting a pitcher that was traded that day into play like his head was in the game at all. I assume he's talking about the Scott Feldman yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is that a right play? Is that the wrong play to make? It's the worst play to make if you unless you have to. And in a 14-inning ball game, you have to. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's just it was unfortunate. I'm sure that in any other circumstance they probably wouldn't have. It probably could have been something as simple as that, like Chavez had been scheduled to pitch, or they had like the room, and the other guys had thrown too much, so they threw him in there. No, it's the worst thing to go and pitch against the guys that you just left the dugout and cleared out your stuff and went into the visitors uh, thing, and your your wife's still trying to figure out where she's gonna live and try. Like, no, it's the worst. Like, usually those guys always get a day off, so I'm sure Gibby didn't want to do it, and I don't blame him for the loss. And in extra innings, I don't even care if they lose. To be honest with you, it, 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 you know, we watched that game uh, by, and we were talking like we we were we were all kind of group chatting on it. That Martin home run was so special, uh-huh. and he crushed. It was like 441. Yeah, that's what that. Stack was 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 putting out there. One of uh, those feelings when one of the guys at the bat and you're like, it, something could happen. Oh right man, here. like you see him already salivating. One, yeah, and he oh, crushed such a nice every shot, piece man. of that, every piece. And when you, when you think about um, Houston Houston's team, I mean they've got some young blue chippers on that team, including um, what's his name? I'll, um, I'll uh, Leading hit Altuve. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that guy's like five, five, six, yeah. and crushing baseballs. I, uh, you know, it's like I understand it. And as a guy playing sports, I love when my teammates get fired up. And everybody, but when he like he hit that homer and he was just not even talking shit to the Jays, but just going nuts and getting fired up himself. It's like, okay, I want Martin. Or I want somebody to ding this and yeah. tie it up. I want to shut them up. So that always fires me up. Even though I understand and I love it when my own team does it. But it's like, okay, now it's on. Yeah, now now it's game time. Yeah. All right, gents. Uh, with that being said, that wraps up all of our all of our fan question. And <laughs> <laughs> all, our, all our top fans. Yeah, you know what? Usually we put about earlier. And yeah, it was I, just a late release. We'll was, get more. Yeah. Um, go ahead, brother. No, I just wanted to say uh, just a little quick shout-out here from the podcast to uh, Jamie Campbell, partner mm. of Greg Zahn. Uh, he's taking a little leave of absence for a family, a death in the family, and we're all Jays fans, and best wishes to you, buddy. For sure. Listen, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's tweeted us out a couple times. Exactly. So Jimmy I Campbell. Well, I go to dinner with him a couple times. Yeah. So um, I mean, speed recovery and our sympathies, of course. Yeah. I guess. Is We're, it that time, guys? I think it's that time. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll get mine out of the way because, like, actually, it's funny because I kind of got <laughs> busted up a little bit from. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody came out, but there's a story behind it. So. Okay, so first up to the runway in the Blue Jay Fashion Show presented by the Not for Thirty Podcast, Blue Jay Edition Number Five. <laughs> we have Mike rocking up the uh, walking up the catwalk. Mike's wearing a very beautiful vintage Toronto Blue Jay shirt. Mike, take it away. Okay, so I've got one of my. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays jerseys from probably 2000. It's definitely 2000. Is that what they're called? Jerseys, yeah. <laughs> I like, it's, a good, it's a good term, right? I heard that. Yeah, so, um, but I um, I got the shirt uh, in 2004, which was Eric Kinski's rookie year. Um, he won the rookie year for the Blue Jays, obviously, great year and all that. And I remember just going, like, I've always been a fan of third baseman on the Blue Jays. Like, I love Kelly Gruber growing up. I love Ed Sprague. I like third baseman. I think it's a great position. And I love Josh Donaldson, too. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought Hinsky was a pretty good ball player. Didn't maybe pan out as much as we thought he would, but we got a good couple years out of him there. And uh, my just my dad took me into the game, asked me what I wanted to buy, and, and I, for whatever reason, he was my favorite Jay at the time. They weren't very good, and I picked this shirt. So I've kept this shirt in the closet. It's, it has My wife hasn't thrown it out yet because usually my ratty shirts get thrown out. But this one's nice, and my old man, bought it for me I go to games with him I try to go once a year now that he's living in Alberta not as much but like it's a sentimental thing so I like this shirt I didn't want 
to go out and spend money for the podcast this time around because I just came back from the vacation. Uh, but I'll come with some uh, next time. However, I did bring uh, very my, flashy. It's very I love this hat. Uh, the 2016 All Star Game Blue Jays hat. It's got like the gray charcoal uh, brim there, gold outline of the J stars where the holes. Golden the top. stars. Yeah, yeah, golden stars at the top. Of the out, uh, outline. The ventilation holes. Yeah, All Star Game uh, patch on it, and uh, I, I thought it was really cool. I saw it at West Edmonton Mall when I was out there. Sent you a picture when I yeah. saw it. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna get this. This looks really cool. So now, um, are the stars in the back? Are there, there's two stars? Yes, but it, does that represent the World Series wins, or is that just two stars? Just as I think it's decorative. I think you're a very deep thinker, and I commend Let's, you for but that. But I like but that. Let's we're gonna yeah. stick with that. So yeah, yeah. two it's stars. Like, it's like the, the uh, like the soccer, the UEFA Cup, yeah, 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 yeah. World Cups, or whatever. So they the get, two yeah. stars on the back, we're saying for sure, is about the two World Series for yeah. sure. The back to back. So that's good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm good with that. I yeah. like it. I like. No, it's a nice, a nice cap and this jersey and these pants I wore to work today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. Next up on the catwalk, we got the Waka Flocka himself. Well, I went with the very classic. Work late, run home, super quick change, run out the door, as you can tell. Yes, yes. So uh, wearing the classic Laurie Blue Jays t-shirt. Yeah, Canadiana. Canadiana. Uh, some nice uh, shorts, basketball shorts. Very yep. comfy. I'm yep. loving the shorts yeah, after yeah. Work, wearing fucking work pants all day. And the nice uh, black and gray oldish Jays hat that my girlfriend got me when we I first like started it. dating. It's almost like more a, gangster than I ever wear, but yeah, I like it. That that's it. I like it though. I think it's a win overall. Yeah. So this is my nice little. I like rush that. to the podcast after work because I worked late. All right. Well, <laughs> I would like to debut what I'm wearing now. I'm loving. Okay. Well, thank your, you very much. Uh, yeah. This is this is the newest newest addition to the wardrobe. It's great. Now uh, on Monday, so we're recording this today on, on Tuesday. Uh, sorry, Sunday, went to the Buffalo Bisons game, which, if you don't know, are the Toronto Blue Jays AAA affiliate. Go out if you can. Oh, man. I'll tell you, Coca-Cola Field, great great stadium to catch baseball, open-air stadium. Um, they just put a new seating. Uh, it's nice, like, brand-new seats. It's nice. They're not worn out and, and shitty and breaking and anything like that. Super cheap. 15 bucks a ticket. Oh, um, as a Toronto fan. Yeah, I know. E- even with the American-Canadian conversion, it's still great. It's a dream. This T-shirt, um, I'll quickly describe it. It's a red shirt, a giant softball with the old-school buffalo in the middle. Um, this is like their logo for this year. That's exactly what that shirt is. You yeah. described it perfectly. Thank you, thank you. And <laughs> matching with that is uh, my purchase from a couple years ago, which is a, a red buffalo bison's hat. This is the logo that they went with when um, they became the official affiliation uh, team affiliate. Uh, it's a it's a buffalo swinging a bat with a giant B. I like it. My wife's name starts with a B, and I always thought about going to Lids and getting it embroidered and putting her name next mm. to the B. Mm. Um, we'll see about that. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I have a Buffalo Bison themed um, outfit on today. Well, you're a minor leaguer, so it's yeah, <laughs> you know my drinking game. <laughs> uh, I the Bison game was fun. They won. Uh, they beat uh, Syracuse, uh, which are the Nationals uh, affiliation. Um, it used to be the Yanks, didn't it? Uh, no, probably. Syracuse is the Blue Jays. Yeah, one that's time. That's what it was. The actually. Sky Chiefs, yeah. 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 that's right, yeah. Years and years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the Sky Chiefs, then it was... Um, uh, Vegas. Okay. And then it was something else in between that I'm forget. Uh, Did Ottawa do it for a little bit? Uh, maybe Vancouver. 
Maybe Vancouver. Anyways, that being said, um, my whole outfit is Bison's. Uh, they won the game 6-5. Uh, very entertaining game. Uh, I, I was counting it. My boyfriend, Chris Colabella. Oh, I was going to say Chris Colabella. Chris this, Colabella. Is, this is all a shout-out to your Italian brother. Yeah. So uh, he played first base, yeah. uh, played a very strong defensive game. Yeah. Um, Went over four at the plate. Nice. Not thrilled. Uh, his batting average is depressing, um, but you know what? I'm, I'm sure he's he's emotionally and um, no, it's going to be tough for him. Beating, he, needs, yeah. he needs a fresh start next year, whether it be with us or wherever. He's, I, I, it's he's, already he, a write off. He needs, this year. He needs yeah. to roll the calendar. That's what he yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah, it's a write off. But um, your, your your boyfriend uh, Daryl uh, Siciliani, yeah. he he played well. Hit a big home run. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Gones played. Um, Bo, uh, Bo Schultz also pitched. Yeah. And those guys. After that game, we're on a flight to Houston because they played the next day in Houston. So, okay, um, it was fun to see that. Sweet. Yeah, so go check our game. We're gonna take some pictures. We're gonna post it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can check that out there. Uh, this will be posted shortly. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, how do we want to tie this motherfucker off? I just want to exude. Oh, more. sir. Yeah, I don't know. Predictions. Predictions. So we just want to. We want a month. A month long prediction, or how do we want to do this? Like, what's, um, what are we looking for? Just here? a big one prediction every podcast. I think that's end. a good way to put it. So. Uh, I mean, if you want to stick with the record, I'm cool with that. Or if you have another prediction, you might want to. Maybe a Sanchez prediction. Mm. Or, you know what? You had pointed out that the, the one loss. Pop his elbow in 2018. You're right. That's, uh, uh, you had the one loss stat that you had mentioned earlier. We have some options here for predictions. Okay. Uh, I'll go with something over the next month or so. Uh, let's see. Uh... I like the way Russ Martin is hit swinging the bat right now. I bet you he's going to hit five home runs in the month of August mm-hmm. and get an on-base percentage over 330, which is pretty good for him. And on top of that, I like Marcus Stroman to get four, count him four wins in the month of August. Okay, and Str- Stroman, four wins. And that's probably he probably gets five starts. So I'm saying he's going. This wow. is it. He's he's warming up. He, and and big bang. Yeah. Pop the cracker. Yep. Wow, what you got? I'm trying to think here. It's a tough one. That was a pretty impressive. Um, because I because we were all pretty much right. It's like mm-hmm. I just want to take more of a chance with this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll ballsy over here. Do you want to go? You know yours. I I was gonna say um, we didn't even mention the Tulowitzki injury, um, but. He had hit a home run um, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. and he great. Injured same game. Injured really same great. game. Yeah. He's. I think they said he had 18 home runs on the season. Is it that sounds right? Sounds right. He was on. I think he was on pace for 26. So that sounds perfect. You know, that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I can't get over the turnaround. Now you've been singing his praise since the beginning of the season. He's good. He. He's good. And and he is. I mean, I feel he's he was, not. He was batting like what a buck ninety through the first oh, couple man. months of the season, and he's got it up to two. I don't even think now. it was that high to be honest. He maybe not. Run. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. And I'm telling you, like you watch his defense every day, otherworldly. Yeah. Nobody makes throws like that guy off balance, off the line. Like okay, just so crazy. Dream. I, yeah, I, as you, you being the Tulo uh, expert, expert, aficionado, uh, my question to you is, do you know how long he's out for? It looks like just a couple of days. They're saying he just got a small chip off of his finger. There so he's like on there. the bench, but on the yeah, DL? Ho- ho- like hopefully okay. maybe coming back by the weekend type thing. Okay, so, so I'm going to say in the month of August, Tulo's going to hit another five home runs. Yep, I think that's fair. I think that's... Yeah, I think even with the injury, he can come back and do that, man. He's seeing the ball so well right now. I really like what he's doing. All right, what you got for me? Oh, wait, hold on. We're just going to take a one quick timeout and just watch the game. It's a 3-1 pitch to Jose Batista, and 
yard. <laughs> Beauty. Are you fucking kidding me? Amazing. How did I know? Okay, so, so Jesse, let's hear it. Wow. So Your prediction for the month of August. Yeah, uh... I want to make a prediction with Batista right now. Let's hear he it. just did that homer, so I'm trying to think of what's the good one to Okay. Because I, I want to recognize that home run he just hit while yep. we were on air. Yep. Okay. What did okay. you say? 205? I didn't say Tulo's going to hit five home runs in this month. Give him I 10. Think, I, give him 10. Wow. Remember, remember I was Ed, going I was seven say, remember, or eight. Remember Eddie hit 16, 17 in his hot month? If you believe what you just saw right there, and I do. I really believe in Jose Batista. Let's He's go 10. Be, I All right. 10. Fuck it, man. Yeah. Put me on. Put me on. And, you, and I'll we, say. Give me this one. How about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. only fair. Right okay. There. And then my second quick one. Yep. It'll be us in Boston fighting for first. Yeah. Okay. So. Much, uh, Bal- Bal- Baltimore will drop off. Baltimore will yeah. drop off. Yeah. That's my prediction towards the end of August. Yeah. It's going to be us in Boston. There we go. That's a good swing right there. See this? That five, goddamn boys. <laughs> Look at JD go. Oh, he's done. Oh yeah. He's oh, he, he tried to stretch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he saying why did you send me? Oh. No, he wants him to check it. He wants to say he got in. Okay. All right. I'm gonna make one more prediction. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna do a pitching. Oh, I'm gonna do a, um, a a wins for the for the month of August. So I just need to know how many games they have in the month of August. I was gonna ask that. I wonder, I remember I heard how many days he had off. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because they only, only have about four or five days off yeah. a month. Check, you guys check out the replay. He got around it. Yeah, he yeah, did. yeah, you're right. JD, right. JD. You don't fuck with J Don. He knows God, what yeah. to do. I love him. Man. Donger, uh, buddy. <laughs> bringer of rain, bringer of pain. <laughs> All right, so my at-bat app is taking a second to load up. Unbelievable. But I'm going to say there's probably, like, what, we got, there's probably 27 games. I would, if, you were, if, you, if you're not going to get any luck here, I'd say maybe four off days at this time of the year. 26, 27 games. That's what I would. All right, what I would here guess. we go. Holy yeah, he's in. He did gets touched right after he touches. That's funny. See, that would never happen in uh, pre... Jesse, we can take a second to talk about the replay and how that's affected the ball game here. Like, like this has been crazy. Yeah, we've the amount of replays, the amount of, like... That's a routine baseball play that nobody would question. He's out. The mm-hmm. ball is there before him. It's a bang-bang play. I don't even care that he didn't tag him on time. And now it's, it's like, part of your game. Yeah. Yep. Like, this is... And you know it's what? So, it's so meticulous now. I think he's safe. More of these, more of these plays have gone in Toronto's favor than against Toronto. They have. Yeah. Gaiman's been good with some of the calls. When mm-hmm. he's been calming down a little bit. Yeah. I, I think after he realized he was leading the eject, like the league in ejections yeah. by three hundred percent, he's like, you know what? I kind of want to keep this job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they even talked to him about it. It was he just calmed <laughs> it down. Oh, like they gave it the out. All right. So, oh, he got called yeah, out. I guess there wasn't a good angle to see the contact. It was clearly safe. Look at that Viking right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so oh shit! <coughs> Excuse me, boys. bless you. Bless. Thank you, thank you. All right, so twenty games in, in the month. They have a series with Houston, Kansas City, Tampa, Houston again. The Yankees for three games, Cleveland for three, the Dodgers for three, Minnesota for three, and then Baltimore ending the month off. I'm gonna say the Jays out of twenty eight games are gonna go. We're gonna get fourteen wins. Okay, so fourteen and fourteen then. Yeah. So status quo, so, which still keeps us twelve games over five hundred. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, 12, 12 games, yeah. I'm hoping for better, but it's going to be interesting and trying month for the Blue Jays. That's a tough schedule. That is a tough it's schedule. Not easy. And, and the way that fifteen and thirteen. You you so you're going to say fifteen thirteen? Right above five hundred. Coach, you want to put one out there? 
Who I was wanting to say sixteen twelve, but he called it. Tampa Bay. Just one second. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. There, because New York's gonna play spoiler for the rest of the season. Yeah. Kansas City, you know, their head is so far up their ass. They are like eight games out or fourteen games out or something. Like that. Hope, yeah, we gotta win Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We gotta win most of the Houston. We gotta win Baltimore. Baltimore, and, and that's gonna be a tough one too. Yeah. And you know who knows what what, what uh, Boston has too. I'm that gonna, would I'd like to see their schedule for games. this okay. month. I'm gonna go with. Oh man. This is bold. 17 and 11. Wow. Love it. I'll take yes. that one. I hope I'm wrong on that yeah. one. I hope yeah. Coach is 100% on. Okay. Predictions for August. I like that LA mini week. I feel like that's 5 yeah. 6 right there. That's I think so, that's too. Make that's got to be. It's got to be with the Yankees and Baltimore and all that. They have to sweep the Twins. Yeah. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. That's, that's our, we dominate the first game, yeah. then the next oh, two yeah. games were. They're just, yeah, tail between the legs. Yep. Yeah. All right, with that being said, gentlemen, let's put the nail in the coffin. We're at 90 minutes. This is a beautiful timing. Good yeah. podcast, guys. Yeah, great, great job. Guys. I look forward to this all day. Oh, man. So yeah. good. You know, it's a little bit longer between this time, but, I, you know. A lot to cover, man, in the month of July. That's a lot of heavy baseball. Month. And we, we missed probably five or six t- uh, talking points, too. So yeah. let's call it this. Go Jays go. Yeah. Cool. Go Jays go. Uh, I believe blue. Go Jays yeah. go. Yes. I love let's you. Let's do it. <laughs> Most definitely. This is Canada's team, 51,000 strong in the six on their feet, singing Jays to you hear them in the street. Got the boys on base, crowds on their feet, Jays in the race, bud, Jays for the sweet. The boys on base, crowds on their feet, Jays in the race, bud. Jays for the sweet, the boys on base, crowds on their feet, Jays in the race, but...